very much, Ma.
a will to remain for the duration Waving the flag Feeling it track Like a bump on a bump on a log Baby, like an inner fist fight with a fog for change and a fluid And I regret I regret How I said to you, honey, just open your heart When I got trouble even opening a honey jar And that right there is where we I am at home on that range And I do 
you're in the right lane But it can make you feel over and old Lord, you know it's a shame When I only want for you to pull over and hold me Till I can't remember my own name Good, that. Welcome back. That was pretty good, Terry Wogan. I was mm. impressed by that. Thanks, man. You know. No one outside of the UK knows who Terry Wogan is, but... Terry Wogan is a bit of a legend in terms of broadcasting. He's a... Not only was he a lovely guy, but he, um, he had a bit of a cult following on one of our favourite... Ra- Wait! Welcome back to the Electric Blanket, guys. We just started talking about other DJs without saying hello. <laughs> Hi. Episode 15, Steen. 15? I know, mate. That's crazy. I know. I didn't know I had that many records. I didn't know we had this in us. Uh, we might not have. We might, <laughs> we might drop dead in the middle of this. You never know. I mean, this is broadcasting its best. Launching straight into the 15th episode with just Terry Wogan impressions. With a bad Terry Wogan impersonation. <laughs> we kicked off the show with um, uh, another one of the late night YouTube's What the Hell Was That? Need to Buy the Album specials that was a Brazilian band called Tirano Baldio uh, and, uh, and um, yeah that's a Serrano de Baldio and that's a, a lovely slaphead <laughs> that was his follow up album and uh, yeah Steenie that was lovely jo- Joanna Newsom Joanna right? Newsom yeah that's um, from her Have One On Me album which um, comes in a lovely box if you're into that kind of thing. Oh it's God, there's, fantastic there's packaging. Yeah. Don't, don't. Steenie's gone. Oh no! You know when I bought it, I, I carried it in a in a paper bag with loads of other heavy stuff back from the shops, which is very foolish. And he was hammering it down, and the bag burst, and it bounced off the pavement and put a dent in the box. That's Steenie's. And then I had to give it as a present to someone as well. It's actually Sophie's record. <laughs> That's your story. <laughs> All my stories will be similar today. They're just going to paint me in a very negative light. I'm just going to do lots of stories where I start off as, as the wronged character and then eventually it turns out actually I'm the villain. Very funny because uh, Steenie's just learned to drive and I think if you're 15 episodes in and you've stuck with us, then we love you. Thanks a lot. But you'll get a bit more of an understanding about the way he works. And he, he turned up at my house today and he spent probably about 20 minutes telling me a different road race stories 
<laughs> yeah, it's been a busy week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got some great news this episode. We got um, some festival news, which is fantastic. We're very lucky people, but uh, I think we should keep the music up and keep it going. And I should do my flies up. This is Three Dog Night. Oh, mercy, 
House of Love uh, would shine on from 1990. Uh, it's another throwback classic, but that is a good tune. Um, we started off that portion uh, with uh, Three Dog Night. I can hear you calling. That's just um, if I could write down a tune that you would like. I think it's kind of got all the elements. It's got it? the elements. It's got a powerful shouty vocal. <laughs> it's got some blues rock bits in it oh well, I thought it was very very enjoyable that uh, yeah it's a great it's a great tune it's, it's a good one it is kind of um, steamy by numbers song that, isn't it <laughs> steamy <Like>, Dan steamy <laughs> what was that in the middle Steve? that was uh, little Joe Curtis who is kind of uh, not particularly successful soul singer who um, we, we always put the sleeves up on the uh, uh, for everyone to see on the Instagram on the Instagram and um it's you'll see it, this is from a, a Marble Arch recording where it collected together a couple of early Otis Redding singles and a couple of the singles from this guy Lil Joe Curtis and the billing on the front is like Otis Redding in massive letters and underneath it and Lil Joe Curtis um, and, um, you know well I still think that's good I mean the, the backing on it's a little tame but the vocal performance on that track is so good it's deser- it deserves better I think it's a, <laughs> it, it's a great well, it's tune on this show it could be so much better it's on this show that's what it deserves you see but I think it still needs exposure because it's a cool song Guilty of Being Poor it's very a noble sentiment that's all you, you know you, commit, you might have committed oh, a, God, a minor crime Northern's going to come out now isn't it go on well I'm not saying that it's right to steal I was just saying you know his only crime was guilty of being poor um, what's really funny about that record, actually, the early Otis Redding singles that are on there, he doesn't sound like Otis Redding singing at all. His voice is really sort of high pitched. He hasn't got that richness that he sort of got. It might be that he didn't, the, the production wasn't there for him at the time, but uh, his voice sounds completely different. So that's out of Atlantic, is it? I mean, that was pre Atlantic contract, is it? It must be, because uh, um, those, the, the singles were released on. Well, pre Stacks, I guess. Yeah, pre Stacks. So they're released on uh, some label I've never heard of. And then Marble Arch with a great 
70s collectors of they were weren't they they were good compilations like, I mean I've got some good blues ones by them and uh, Donovan was on Marble yeah, Marble Arch a, as well I've so. got a Gina Washington Marble Arch I've got a Donovan yeah, right. I've got um, there's something else I've got on there as well there's a few there's a kink, they, they did a lot of kink stuff yeah they kind so of picked up and reissued stuff or something I think but I'm not sure uh, well write in and tell us so yeah we're on Instagram if you're not, if you're not following us on Instagram uh, the Electric Blanket Show it's uh, worthwhile but you get to see all the albums um, that we put up all the songs and a bit of a background now listen we got some news so I said before we got some festival news number one we are playing download Donnington again hello Donnington monsters of rock <laughs> they don't like it when you say that well they don't really care <laughs> the, the fans <laughs> like it but they don't want to call it monsters of rock they want to call it download our, our fans I think download is a retro name now isn't it who, who downloads everyone streams don't they <laughs> Anyway, so we, should we call it streaming? Stream, <laughs> streaming load. festival. We're doing a download on the Friday night at the um, Hair of the Dog Bar. So go and see uh, Prophets of Rage, Rage Against Machine, Public Enemy. Looking forward to that very much. So System of Down headlining. And then we're going to be uh, DJing in the bar uh, till three in the morning after that. So it's a usual affair. Come shout abuse, complain that we're not playing anything you like. We'll get drunk, play music. I can guarantee that nothing we've played so far on the show will be played at Download Festival. No. No, th- no, I d- no. But uh, nevertheless, a lot of music that we like will be played. The heavier side of what we do, but obviously if you're a download, it's probably the lighter side of what you like. So somewhere in the middle, we kind of meet up, you know. And the other festival news... The Isle of Lucy Jazz Blues Festival. <laughs> Glastonbury! <laughs> we're doing Glastonbury! Again. We're doing Glastonbury again. So over in the West Holtz Bar, uh, we're going to be doing the quiz and a bit of DJing in between. We're going to be running the quiz um, same time every day. I've got to iron that out as to what time it is, but I think it's going to be between three and four. But come over to uh, the West Holtz Bar. You know where it is if you were there last time. That was a funny thing, man. That was a funny affair. So it's a daily thing, bit of DJing, bit of quiz. Who doesn't like a quiz? That in itself is a quiz question. Like a, that in itself is a quiz question. Who doesn't like a quiz? The, the person who would opt out of answering that question probably doesn't like a quiz. Someone who just think of you being rhetorical. <laughs> but you, but you actually weren't. Who doesn't like a quiz? Answers on a postcard or email us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just talk to us. So uh, we've got something new coming up. Is it something new? Newish, not really. Not it's really. Newish. It's new. Was it in 76 new? <laughs> it's, it's last couple of years new. What are we playing? Uh, this is All Them Witches and the intriguingly titled The Marriage of Coyote Woman. Lines of the world 
just ripping us apart. Scratch right out, nice and slow. Think I got one more mile left to go.
That's the uh, Duke of Burgundy by um, a group called Cat's Eyes. That's partridge, isn't it? I like that. That was a good breathy vocal. <laughs> oh. What is that? Is that recent then? Well, you know, I'm getting a bit worried in the show because so far we've played three songs that are newer than 2010. What's no, going on? I don't know. What's going on, man? Are we, are we finally catching up with the modern age? <laughs> No one's going to ever accuse we, we us of basically, that. We've, uh, we're basically like that when time curls over on itself and eventually the future touches the past. <laughs> you, think, you think that's what's happening? But Your hair is happened. getting longer. It is, and that's why I'm saying such weird gnomic statements as that. So I'm becoming a druid. And when you do turn up the road, uh, staff in hand... Yeah, the cl- the, the cloak. Baggins. Yeah, that, all that business. That, <laughs> they, it does tend to give people a funny impression, doesn't it? Well, no more than uh, just generally meeting you. And um, we kicked off that part of the show with yeah, mate, that was awesome. Yeah, all them witches. Um, my brother sold them at Green Man, and he was like, "Oh, I know, I like this band," and um, bought me that record. Well, it's, Peter Green, eh? Yeah, I mean, the whole, it's not all like that. There's loads of different bits. There's like, the, one of the songs in it is like a long Appalachian mountain jam kind of thing on acoustic instruments, and then there's some really long stoner kind of bits, and <laughs> it's amazing. It's really good. Well, speaking of uh, really good... section's really starting to irritate me a little bit because you turn up here with great albums that not only I like but that I wish I'd played. Well, what's the point if not to play great albums? If I've got an album to show you, I'm not just going to pull out like the best of... Uh, who's bad? I'm trying to think of someone really bad then. I can't believe of... anyone. <laughs> I don't think of anyone. The best of Maroon 5. Do they even have a best of? The best of steps. What we got this week, my friend? We've got um, a bona fide classic. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it, really? We keep veering into classic album territory on this a little bit. We did Nick Drake last time, didn't we? Well, it's hard not to, though, isn't it? I mean, mm. you, you, there are albums that you want people to hear, I guess, that are classic, but then there are albums that you want people... To, like, you say that this next album's classic. I know it is now, but it's, t- you know... I well, if you don't like country music, you might not think it's a classic. Um, yeah, so it's Graham Parsons. It's his first album, GP. And um, most people, actually, of my age, probably got it as part of the double CD that came out they put GP and Grievous Angel on the same album on CD and I bought that and I have to admit the first time I heard it I was like God, this is proper country music and I wasn't 100% sure about it because it's yeah it, it's proper down home stuff and if you don't like country music then that's fair enough um, but I think this sort of transcends in a way because it's so good the playing on it the vocals the songs are excellent and the emotion of it is just right and I think that a lot of times that's what country music is about it's very simple music and if you're lacking the emotion then it's just cartoon music isn't it but with this record it's got a certain depth to it and um, it's also got an absolutely killer band basically Elvis's backing group I think on this record and um, it's yeah I think you've got James Burton plays guitar on this I what's think. the story with and that Al with Perkins him, is on it um, I think if I am I not completely mistaken here yeah, James Burton's on here. Uh, you've got Glenn Hardin, Al Perkins plays Steel. It's like, I think it is pretty much the um, Elvis's backing group because uh, he wanted the best for his sessions. And also the utterly sublime Emmylou Harris sings um, 
things, backing vocals on nearly the whole thing, and pretty much lead on some of them. On, on this one, especially, she, she does on Grievous she, as well, doesn't she? She's on Love that. Hurts. Yep, she's on. She's all over it. Um, <laughs> and but, it's just their voices work so well together. Mm. I mean, she's sung with Dylan and Neil Young, and obviously excellent solo stuff. And but she really with him uh, Graham Parsons and her together is a really good blend there's something about the way they harmonise which I think is very spot on and he's got another interesting because he was in The Birds right he came in after who, he was Crosby unofficially Lash? in The Birds yeah, well he, he was in he's in Sweetheart of the Rodeo no he is but he um, they weren't allowed to credit him because he joined he was in International Submarine Band or something and he joined um, The Birds and he was still licensed to a record label and for some reason CBS didn't want to buy him out of the contract so there's some reason why he's on there but he's not so they do his songs and his voice is on there but he's barely credited and it's just that if you know he's on there he does Hickory Wind and um, he sings on quite a lot of it but it's he's unofficially a member of the Birds on that record so this is this album comes after he left the Birds after he left the Burrito Brothers as well he was in Flying Burrito Brothers and then you've got him and him and the Stones in uh, mm-hmm. south of France during exile. Yeah, and this is after that. I think this is after that. Yeah, this came out seventy three. Yeah, so this is um, after the exile and all that business. I mean, he was the, you know, he wasn't short of a bob or two. He was a rich kid, wasn't he? He was, was he? Heir, he was the heir to a, an orange fortune. His family owned like loads of the orange plantations in is it Florida, where they grow oranges. And uh, they grow, yeah, they grow. So he's absolutely not fantastically rich. Well, they grow, they grow in Spain as well, but he's not. Um, he's not from Spain. He's not Grand Pathorms, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, Spanish people. So this album, Grand Parsons GP, uh, and again, I, I don't. I hesitate to. Uh, I have to stress, by the way, he wasn't a fully qualified GP. It's just his initials. I must admit, when I first when I first heard Graham Parsons, I bought a copy of uh, Grievous Angel just because he's just one of those guys that uh, everyone says you need to like. And I'm, I'm with Steenie on this. When I first heard this, it's in when I first heard Grievous Angel because I haven't even got a copy of this. It's in your face, country, and, and unlike you, I put it down. I was like, oh man, it's unapologetic but, country. But I tell you, it, it it really is double denim. It, but the, but the but the music it gets under your skin massively. Anyway, what we got, Wood? So we're going to listen to uh, "We'll Sweep Out the Ashes in the Morning," which is a duet about a couple who have an affair. And it hit, there's a point in this where um, on the verse that Emily Harris sings, she hits a note that is so amazing. It's not technically amazing. There's something about it. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. But um, you might hear it. You might not. But it's just. It's sort of. It, there's a moment in it that always gets me and um, hopefully it'll get a few of you as well if you've never heard it before That's so nice. go out and get this album go and get it do yourself a favour we know it's wrong to let this fire burn between us we've got to stop this wild desire in Start the- 
Yeah, it's not bad. He's, he's quite angry, isn't he, that lad? Yeah, he's a bit of pent-up rage there, wasn't there? Because oh, that the frustration of dealing with every record label going in the 70s? It's, it's the frustration of alienating every record going in the 70s. I love him. I love him. I love him. Apart from the fact that he's a big Brexit and Trump fan. Yeah, but I'd even forgive him for that. I, I just he, He's the kind of guy I just want to go and give a big hug to. Well, that's it. I'm bringing in Ted Nugent next month. <laughs> of course, Public Image Limited with Public Image Limited does not get better than that. Angry, angry, angry young man. Before that, uh, we've decided that that is now the theme tune to Steenie's 80s stuntman uh, pleather experience. Fittingly, as it is entitled, Stuntman. There's a lot of things. Edgar Freese, founder member of uh, Tangerine Dream. He died. He died, um, no, was it the year before last now, wasn't it? He was one of the first ones, as everyone was falling off their perch last year. I think he, he, uh, it was 2015, but um, I love that. Like, heroic synths, that, and everyone would say, if you listen to that, <laughs> heroic you, you would, people would say, oh, 80s, that was recorded in 1979, which, is, that? Nearly, which is nearly the 80s. Yeah. But, How do you feel now, yeah, hey? Guy, You're not so 1980s, was, are you? He was ahead of his time, that guy, and... Um, I just think that is that is the theme tune to the stuntman film that, that needs making. The thing is, when we're listening to it, Steenie's like, this is the bit where he's about to do the stunt. This is the bit, the build-up. Stuntman! Yeah, because he goes, stuntman. You could sing <laughs> a theme tune over it. Da, 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 da. Yep. Stuntman, you're doing a stunt. It'd be like... Um, How's it go? I don't think it'd be stuntman, you're doing a stunt. That's terrible lyrics. But, you know, it, also, the 80s did have its very own stuntman Do you TV want to series. ride a bike? Do you want Didn't to it? jump a car? Um, the Fall Guy. Yeah, and, and um, Street Hawk, I guess, between the two of them. Well, Street Hawk was a guy who fought crime riding the motorcycle that was impossibly fast. Three, 300 miles an hour through the streets. Faster than your golf, yeah, mate. It's faster than my golf. 300 miles an hour, you'd, you'd come off at that speed. You wouldn't be able to stay on a motorcycle at that sort of speed. Unless you were, like, driving completely on the flat of Bonneville Salt Flats. It's a joke, isn't it? You should have just ruined everyone's childhood there. Before that, well... It was that strange witchy woman. Wow. Uh, National Treasure? Voodoo Lady. (laughs) National Treasure? Book of Secrets. She is. She's got it, man. And that that album, and especially I think she really is, she benefits from uh, all of the weight and power of a decent recording studio. All the equipment, the right environment, that's where you make music like that. You buy in that album or her work, or, you know, for the fact that this is the kind of sound that you can engineer. Doesn't get better well, than that. I think, I think hearing her do that just on a piano in a shed would probably be all right. I, I could live with it. What, your shed? That's a bit sinister, have a shed. isn't it? That's sinister as hell. I haven't got a shed. You've yeah. got a bush at the back of your I'm garden. I'm 40, but I don't have a shed. <laughs> what kind of life have I been leading? You're not... Where did I go wrong? Where did you go right? I think we've got to talk about that. When did you think that you've gone wrong? <laughs> Kate Bush and breathing, of course. And uh, yeah, before that, the Grand Parsons. Yeah, I love that, man. That's really, really nice. Really, really nice. Now, um... You're a sucker for these, aren't you? I, I've been my. This is a mine now. The, the, the well's about to run dry because I've done. There are three of these compilations. And You've I've got nothing all, after all this, three. have you? Well, I just love them. It's a shame that we can, we're talking about the brown acid compilations and they just keep putting them out. And um, <laughs> it's like, it's like that's your problem. You've bought that. You wanted to buy it, don't you know? Don't blame it on the record company for putting them out. I mean, it's not like you were waiting around with nothing to do. Well, riding easy records, put these 
records out all the time. Like they're good though. These brown acid compilations, they're like um, the come down trip. It's essentially the come down trip, but yeah, it's heavy rock from the underground come down. After the love has gone out of America, what happens? Well, the anger sets in, and yeah, this is this is the antidote to everything that was uh, mainstream at the time, and it's awesome. I love them. It's br- it is absolutely brilliant. This this I couldn't not on, play then. it. The problem is that. There are certain tracks on here that are just irresistible. I mean, if I could play like the whole of the first side of this, I probably would. Because like Robert Palmer. Just bang, bang, bang. It's just classic. But this has got some of the most awesome mentalist vocals ever. It's just crazy. It's
Eating me alive. You like that tune, didn't you? I really. It's got. A did you like? Did you like? That's funny. Does it sound like the sort of thing like you'd something. like? No, it doesn't. Weird. I went a bit out on a limb with that one. Yeah, um, I think yeah, so. It's a sort of outside of my comfort zone a little bit with all the nasty, <laughs> distorted noises and screaming and shouting. It was all a bit too, too much. No, that is that is right up my strasser, isn't it? Really? <laughs> you had to sit. You know, you strained a bit saying right. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Apparently there's an album by that band and I need to get it. It's got a strange swan song style spoof cover as well of a rat on fire falling from the sky with wings like Icarus. Mate, you couldn't tick any more boxes, could yeah, you? It's just too good. There's also a song on that compilation which in, when when we've had a bit of a break from Brian, we may get to play it in a, in a few years. Um, by Blown Free and it's called The Wizard and it's absolutely <laughs> awesome there are so many songs called The Wizard Sabbath Uriah Heep Paul Hardcastle three and then this others so that's four, that's four. <laughs> and and this is this is a strong contender well listen great tune great tune now I think it's time yes, I think it may well be time to tell Back into those dim and distant memories that are just fading now. They're like so much lacquer on the brain. The mists of time. The mists, they gently part to reveal. Like the prow of a Viking longboat from the mist. The face of Keith Flint. James's 90s memory. Well, that's a new one on me. You've given away what it is even before we started talking about it, but... Well, if you don't know who he is, you might not be a giveaway, mate. What am I talking about? 
So this little segment, Steenie's got his um, his albums you need to hear, and I've got uh, me waffling about lamenting my childhood from the nineties and telling you all how good it was. Well, this is a good childhood. It was a good childhood, and nineteen ninety two. It's the third song from ninety two. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because there's a lot of music that came out at the beginning of well, in certain years in the nineties. It's just so goddamn important. And if you're going to talk about the nineties. We actually, that's different. We and you got different views on nineties, but this is my segment. I so quite, I quite like the nineties, but I spent a lot of the nineties getting into music from the sixties and seventies. Well, I didn't. I spent a lot of the nineties getting into music from the nineties. Um, this band, nineteen ninety-two. Uh, as I said before, uh, this is the third thing. The first tune I picked from this year, "Ride, Leave Them All Behind." That covers your shoegazing base. It's important to know in England how big shoegazing was, and I, th- I generally it was think so it, big though people were going around with elastoplasts all over their faces, but they've been bumping into each other from just looking at their shoes all day long don't let them belittle this section so you had shoegazing that was one of the I think that's unique to England at this point as well by the way that is a huge thing uh, and then we did Flowered Up so Flowered Up Weekend uh, that really kind of bridges the gap between dance and indie and I said it before it's like a little Bohemian Rhapsody but it is it is as our little dance thing so rave music rave music rave music important to me now the three R's <laughs> now then forever just quickly uh, hearing Kiss for the first time Colin Favour Colin Dale Colin Favour Tuesday night I would stay up it would start Colin Favour would start I think at 10 o'clock and finish at 1 Colin Dale is at 11 out of limits uh you know the abstract dance I record these shows every single Tuesday and Thursday and I take them into that and we've already covered Aphex Twin Aphex Twin Didgeridoo is a massive tune for me but 1992 um, this band came on the scene and yeah just just changed everything and just a massive massive part of the 90s and everyone I know had this album this was the album to have you know if you're an indie kid there were certain albums you own if you were a rave kid it wasn't like you had albums to cling on to you had tapes that you would share around from raves and everyone would have a copy of a copy of a copy of a tape but there weren't really the albums you, you would have I suppose Shaman Boss Drum would be one the Orb were putting out stuff Orbital were putting out stuff but again it's not really rave in terms of an album that encompassed that aside from compilations Prodigy Experience first album is does what it says on the tin this is a rave act this is rave fans this is the way music sounds in the underground and even by the time it's coming out it's kind of slightly dated some of the tunes on there are reworks of earlier tunes but it's just such a massive thing and we would play and play and play this album when the first time I saw them just absolutely amazing now I have a different view about them I think you know like like all bands they they change and and them especially have to and they've kind of morphed into something else now which is cool they do their own thing but um, at the time mate everyone had those long sleeve t-shirts the white long sleeve t-shirts with prodigy experience all over them curtains in the middle you know classic rave gear big baggy blue jeans Daniel Poole waistcoat feeler suede boots everything steamy which just can't recognise at this point yeah <laughs> but that's our difference you see that's the difference between the early night we've come together at the end right this is us now I should have worn my nice and safe attitude bomber jacket well no that's later oh, see NASA's it? later NASA's 94 95 onwards right I we, think this is pre the 50s. we're talking MA1 Fantasias we're talking you know the, the proper rave stuff early rave stuff pre pre any of that oh. this, this is where it's at for me and this is the first tune off that album 
that is me done for 92. Ride, flowered up, prodigy experience. I could have picked a load more other stuff, but I've only got 12. Tasman Archer, Gabrielle, Desiree. Let's have it!
locked in again. Sandra. Sandra is orchestra. Orchestra. <laughs> well, if you've just joined us, it's now the year 2019. <laughs> Trump's been evicted from the White House. Global warming set in. You know, nuclear bomb has been dropped and we're all locked in. Thanks for sticking with us. That was a nice short <laughs> one. Well, I like to keep it poppy, sharp, concise, succinct. All words that you wouldn't use in was association that, was that with Sandra. Woman? Was that Stock Egg and Woman? That was... Uh, they, they're known for poppy songs, aren't they? About three was, minutes. I think if you could make an anagram of Stock Egg and Woman out of the name of Sun Ra and his orchestra. Listen, right, let's just say, one, I love that. But I said to you, that's the most self-indulgent thing you've ever played on the show, ever. Ever. I thought it might be the second most after playing the intro from Jesus Christ Superstar. No, that fits you. That's you entirely. That That is not a surprise. But yeah, but that's not a surprise, but it's still pretty self-indulgent. Right, these next, right, the next songs we play now, we've got to do short, sharp hitters for the next three or four songs. You ready? No.
music. If you, in case you hadn't noticed it, that's what music sounds like. Really? That is good music as well. That was very good. I enjoyed that eventually. Nothing wrong with that. Mono, 60s, loud, in your face, 45, beautiful song, short, succinct, sharp. So what came first, that or Wayne Fontana and the Mind Bend? Was it Wayne Fontana had that hit? Or was it, well, obviously Phil Collins. Do you know what... <laughs> Do you know, I, I, <laughs> it's like QI. Yeah. You know, you've got to be rejected for that. I know, I know. Yeah, I know, I know. Was it Wayne Fontana who had the hit? I can't remember. I don't know. You know, uh, I just it, it's got wine as a, attributed to, so I don't know. But she smashed it out of the park. That's uh, Patty LaBelle and her bells and uh, Groovy Kind Love. Absolutely stunningly beautiful. And before that, oh, well, Holy the, Wolf, the big man. I thought we'd bring it back to the short and sharp with some very that has got such a great rhythm that it's that sort of halftime shuffle and it's just well it, it's perfect and it's aggressive vocal like I love fog horn, wolf, that foghorn voice it's amazing you know why it's called the wolf uh, because he howls like a wolf and because yeah. girls used to love, when, when he was playing in the cotton fields girls used to love that where you see you know he does that that mm. would send them mental and what, so, in the cotton fields or in the bar? Well, he used to play... When he, <laughs> after the end of the day, he would play for the workers when he was a young kid who would come in from picking cotton in the village mm. where they were working. That's what he'd do. He'd start off Howling Wolf and he'd be... And then they'd... That's why he got his little nickname. He did that as a phrase. I don't think he, he, yeah, st- he intentionally on, like, did howling it. Howling for my darling and... It's on loads of tunes he uses there, isn't he? Yeah, it's his signature, but I just love Howlin' Wolf. Yeah, he's one of those guys I'd have loved to meet, you know, big, strong blues man. He might not have liked you very much. I don't he care. He didn't like very many people, did he? I think no. he was famously quite brusque. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's the Stones that, the, well, watching the Stones, it's not like I know him yet, Stones got me into them. This is Howlin' Wolf's new album, he doesn't like it. He didn't like his, no, this is Howlin' Wolf's new electric album, he doesn't like it. He didn't his, He didn't like his electric guitar at first either. He hated that. I mean, I think late 60s, um, Cadet, Chess, they had acts like Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf, big, successful bluesmen who started this whole revolution. And then towards the end of the 60s, if you weren't recording straight blues, they started to think, well, how can we experiment? with them and both a cadet recorded with the psych musicians of the time young session players two psychedelic albums one called Electric Mud with Muddy Waters and one called well as Estini just said the longest title in the history of man for an album this is Howlin' Wolf's new electric album he doesn't it like it it isn't though is it that I can think of a longer album though. probably can but they're, they're great they're well worth checking out but uh, before that uh, we had yeah Manfred Mann who knew they did in chapter three uh, one way glass it was used for um, kick ass the film was it prodigy to sample that it might be another prodigy link there but um, yeah wicked tune wicked it's a tune very cool, it was a very cool song I mean Manfred Man obviously had a lot of hits have you ever heard the song um, why bother with which is during the Paul Jones era it's no. pretty, pretty cool tune Pretty, pretty cool pretty cool well listen he was one of the best blues harmonicas in Britain I think uh, Paul Jones and then he found God and went a bit religious didn't he Quit the blues. But then he's back with the blues and presented his blues. He's now past the blues. Or is he is past the blues? He's not past the blues. He's in the blues. He's deep in the blues. Again, he's... hello, Paul, if you're listening. Sorry, didn't mean to uh, insult your faith. Yeah, true faith. Uh, new order. Amazing. Um, yeah, so hang on. Don't worry, you haven't offended him. He doesn't listen to the show. It's only, just, me, it's only me, you, and the cat that listens to this show. He just rang his agent to find out, and he said, oh, Paul, Paul's not, <laughs> Paul's not here. He's actually at, in Vegas uh, at uh, 
a strip club. Thanks for listening again. We've got to keep saying it, you know. Uh, this is me and him staring outside uh, a beautiful window in a nice sort of spring afternoon. We're about to go to the pub and this is what we do. We enjoy it. We play each other records and that's great. Other people that listen to it, if you like it, that's also great, you know. It is as honest and true as that. We're, there's no pretense in this show. We're just literally picking music that we think the other people like. There's um, a Spotify. We're going to pick that up again, actually. Oh, yeah, we've got to do the old Spotify list. Well, we did two... It's time I, it's time I did one. We did two EB introducings. We did um, Tim Buckley and PJ Harvey. Our view of ten tracks that are going to get you in them. Not classic tracks, like tracks you'd find buried in albums that you wouldn't necessarily think of. So the next one coming up is going to be Steenies. Uh, and also on Instagram, The Electric Blanket Show. Obviously, we're on SoundCloud. Obviously, you're finding us on Spotify. Um, we've got a new site that's going to be coming up. Um, there's just a lot going on. But the bottom line is... If you just want to stick here for the music and just listen, that's cool, man. That's just weird. different. And even if you want to fast forward through certain tracks that you don't enjoy, then you know, feel free. It's up to you. But I think you'd do better for yourself if you just hung in there, <laughs> put up with the drum solos and the bass solos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mentioning no names, Sun Ra. Now listen, um, we've got two tracks left, uh, so we're probably going to sign off after this point. But uh, this next guy, again, we've had two. I think you would consider this next man another national tre- we had two national treasures in this show we've had the first Kate Bush and this guy oh, I, I think we've had more guy. than I think there are some other national treasures hidden in there that we probably just forgot about but uh, Damon this Oldman. is a big name yeah yeah well it's funny because it's a big name and I like Blue I've said it there you go I say it. I like I love Blue I like Blue yeah. and um, I like a lot of Damon's solo stuff but this is from his um, this is from his Doctor D musical that he wrote, which is kind of musical theatre, um, and it was uh, 2012, I think. And I went to see a production of this uh, at the Coliseum, and he put it together for a festival in Manchester. Uh, f- uh, initially, as a sort of shortened version that was semi-theatrical with him playing a sort of minstrel character, then he expanded it into this album, and then into a brilliant stage show, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I wish there was a DVD of it, or, or he was going to put it on again because I would have loved to. Have yeah, missed I missed this man. I miss and this. he had a great, great band. Tony Allen played the drums. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Tony Allen playing drums, and it's like medieval. It's set kind of Tudor times. Um, during the reign of Elizabeth I it's all about the astronomer uh, Dr John Dee if you don't know him look him up F- famous occultist his um, obsidian mirror uh, is in the uh, in the British Museum if you want to see it in the, in the reading room there it's what it's mirror? obsidian mirror it's a, it's a mirror made of highly polished black obsidian which is a stone which goes very very black and opaque and you can contact spirits through it apparently and see the future and stuff and um, I've That's got in the British Museum. Yep, we've got to go and look at that now. We've got to know what our future looks like. Yeah, well, well I don't know going to the pub, but after the pub, I thought that was it. You want we to see how much? Do you want to look at? The, see if they've got the menu on there as well. We don't how, need how, it. The beer, <laughs> how much the beer was? <laughs> was that was this just eat like in, in the old it times? Was old version of just eat. <laughs> Yeah, they used to, he used to polish the obsidian mirror. Just say, oh, fancy a like, curry. I'll tell you what. What's with you, child? I'll tell you what. Poppadoms used to be bloody free, didn't they? Can you remember that? <laughs> wait, wait. They won't be in the future again. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> now, listen. Um, so we're going to finish off with that. And then there's a little surprise at the end of this show. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Do we? We, we love you very much we indeed. do I did, that sounded really insincere we do love you very no, we much we do indeed. anyone that listens it, to the show apart from me and Steenie is okay, just amazing if you made it to the end of this one especially I mean we have we well have... Look, look, look hang on a minute 
there were, we were doing well. We took a detour. We've we came you. back. We've tested you. Yeah, I think, this one. And um, if you've if you've come all the way to the end with us, then you've passed with flying colours. Give yourself a big medal. Get yourself a drink from the fridge. Enjoy enjoy this. Uh, enjoy the, uh, the the grand finale that James has got planned, and uh, enjoy the next month until we meet again. Love you. Say bye.
Mama.